T. New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers. The hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Getting Stopped by Police. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at um, hashtag SafeStop. On Instagram, Lisa Evers Live, and you can see pictures there of us in the studio if you check it out right now on Instagram, Lisa Evers Live, and also you can post your comments as well. In this episode, we're talking about how to handle it when you're stopped by police and why what you do in the first 60 seconds of that encounter can make all the difference in the world. Police officers make tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of arrests and stops each year. Most of them do not result in serious injury or death of the person who is being stopped or put in cuffs. And sometimes those police officers pay for their lives, as we've seen here in New York City, when they are involved in that kind of an encounter. However, recent high-profile cases, like the Eric Garner case, where the medical examiner ruled he died from an apparent illegal police chokehold, and the fatal police shooting of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, have heightened concerns, particularly for men of color, and uh, in some cases, increased tensions, and also just nervousness in general when you see the police, or even if you're not doing anything wrong, and have no weapon, as uh, was the case. In both those cases, the police officers involved are white. Last month, the 20-year-old white man, Dylan Taylor of Salt Lake City, was shot and killed by a police officer reportedly who is black. We just saw recently in Sunset Park two incidents, one involving a pregnant woman who was trying to stop police from arresting her teenage son. She ended up being thrown to the floor. Police Commissioner Bratton took quick action and uh, disciplined that police officer. He's on desk duty. uh, Not even on desk duty. He said, "We're, we're sending him home. And that's it. And there's a growing number of voices inside and out of our communities who are saying that this issue of police community tensions now is going beyond race, that this is not just a black police problem. This is an American problem and needs to be dealt with that way. And uh, President Obama has just spoken out on this recently. He said mistrust of police, this growing mistrust, corrupts America. That is something that's fundamental to our system and that is very, very dangerous. And also on the police point of view, too, Police Commissioner Bratton has said that when we're talking about respect, respect runs both ways people have seen different youtube videos people have seen different news reports and there's confusion about can you argue with a police officer when he stops you can you try to get the situation right there what about if your friend is stopped or your friend is grabbed and then you go to get involved we've talked about in previous shows the civil rights implications of these Uh, types of cases. We've talked about the police tactics that are being used. And what we really want to focus on in this particular show is what is the law? Like, what do you really do? What goes through the mind of a police officer when they pull somebody over, when they stop you? And there's a general feeling in New York that yes, stop and frisk. Those numbers, stop, question and frisk, have been reduced substantially. But there's also other types of encounters with police that are happening now that didn't happen previously under the uh, current administration. There's uh, statistics about that that are out there as well. So that's what we're talking about. Do you know what to do when you are stopped by police? That's what we want to hear from you. Give us a call, 1-800-223-9797. If you're a police officer, 
officer and you think that the media is not reporting your side of the story, part of the problem is because a lot of police officers are told not to talk to the media, you can call us anonymously right now. 1-800-223-9797. Maybe you think people just don't respect the law and go crazy and this is why these things are happening. Give us a call right now. one 800 223 9797. That's 1 800 223 9797. Joining us in studio is a criminal defense attorney Kenyatta Stewart. He's a partner with the law firm of Hunt, Hamlin, and Ridley, the largest African American owned law firm in the state of New Jersey. Kenyatta, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me again, Lisa. Appreciate it. Also with us is Dr. Darren Porcher. He's a former NYPD lieutenant. He's a criminal justice professor at an area university. Dr. Porcher, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. We appreciate it. Also with us is Israel Wilson. He's been arrested a number of times. Says he was profiled by police. We're going to find out what that was all about. And, uh, of course, we're taking your telephone calls at 1-800-223-9797, 1-800-223-9797. And, uh, Kenyatta, let me start with you on this. What exactly is wrong when, what are the most common mistakes people make when they're stopped by police? Like one, two, three. They don't use what they have with them. We all have a tool with us that we don't recognize, and that's the phone. This cell phone, this smartphone, as soon as I'm pulled over by the police, I put my phone on record, put it in my pocket, and I say everything that's going on. How can I help you, officer? Well, you're pulled over for such and such. Officer, why you got to give me a hard time? Well, this and this and this and that. Get out the car. But officer, I didn't do anything wrong, etc. I'm going in your, in your glove compartment. Well, officer, you know you can't go in my glove compartment. Now we have something independent. Now it's not just my word against his word or her word. Now it's this independent factor that helps the situation. All right, Dr. Darren Porcher, you've made hundreds of arrests during your career in law enforcement. What do you see going on right now? Do people have it wrong? Does the public have it wrong that they think they can argue with cops when cops stop them? Is there a lack of respect? Well, I can understand it from both perspectives. From an individual in the street that's being stopped, of course, that individual doesn't want to be arrested. So there may be a sense of anxiety. From a police perspective, the police are primarily concerned with getting home at night and doing a job safely. So, But as an individual, as a citizen being stopped, I think your first course of action should be to be calm. Try to get through the process as quick as possible. Your goal is to exit that situation as safely as possible. So if an officer asks for such as identification, explanation of conduct, you can answer that question, but if you choose not to answer those questions, you do and you feel in any way, shape, or form that the officer is mistreating you, you have a right to due process at another stage. This is not the time. You're not going to win the war in the street between um, yourself and a police officer. As the defense attorney mentioned, by all means, recording is an absolutely great way of doing things, but you have an alternative means to approaching the officer at a later end when I when I refer to due process such as a civilian complaint review board or the internal affairs bureau but at the end of the day we want to get through this we want to get through this interaction with police as quick as possible all right what about the issue that we've seen in some cases and again not to take sides on this or or blame anybody on either side a police officer is starting to arrest somebody and that person's family members or friends start to get involved and start to try to grab that person away from the police officer. Big mistake. It's Kenyatta. Big mistake. I always tell people, especially kids, I always tell the kids, because kids usually like to uh, record things. They, you know, something happens right now, a kid is going to pull out 
his phone to his or her phone, and they'll try to get right next to the officer. They want to get to the officer's face. Always tell kids, if you're going to record something, go across the street, use your camera, and, and let it record. Don't jump into the situation because you got to understand something. You know, there are, and, and so before before I even continue on, yeah, just give a shout out to the officers that does that that do the right thing. Because and there are many, all, there are many of them. I agree, but with that said, though, with that said, you got to recognize that you may be your mother's favorite child, but the officer doesn't know you. He doesn't know you. He doesn't know that this is your mom or your dad or your child, and you're trying to stop something. Automatically, the officer, am I right, is going to assume. Wait a minute, someone's trying to interfere. Someone's trying to attack me. So if you grab an officer while they're arresting one of your loved ones, you're subject to be arrested. And as you're, well. you're allegedly committing another crime. Israel, tell us what happened with you because you've been arrested a couple of times. Yeah. So. Um, let me say first. So I'm wor- I, for the last two years, I've been working on a movie called Incar- called Who Holds the Keys: Incarceration versus Education in America. And the the reason that I came to the to the point where I began to make that film is I had been incarcerated in Oregon and California throughout my throughout my young life, and then I came to New Jersey and I was once again incarcerated in New Jersey. What and kinds of time, what kinds of crimes are um, we talking about? Narcotics, narcotics distribution, primarily. And um, did you ever kill anybody? No, I, no, I, I not 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 that I'm aware of. Just asking. Uh, <laughs> Mostly drugs. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so <laughs> that's a great, that's a question just threw me off my God, game. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I didn't right. mean to do that. I appreciate yeah. you coming on speaking honestly, but we yeah. want to know what we're well, dealing with here. What level of? Definitely, I've always been. I've always been a, a person of a good heart, and regardless of what situation, there have been situations that that I've had that have been violent situations that I've gotten into, but it was never um, from a bad place. You know, I've always been in, if I was threatened. But anyways, so when you were stopped, but you want, was, you're making this making this this movie, which is a topic that we've talked about here on Street Soldiers. Education versus my friend incarceration. was on, on here. My friend Terrell was on here. All right, which is great, and we appreciate that. But but tell me, take me to that moment, okay? When you were out there in the streets before you, you turned your life around, when you were out there on the streets and you get st- you get stopped by police. Yeah, I didn't. I had no I mean, problem. Come, look, I had no problem getting stopped by police. You figured that charge it to the time. game, charge it to the game. As long as they didn't catch me with nothing, I was. I, I had a woo moment, and I'm all right. Comes and with I, the territory. Yeah, it comes with the territory. I had no problem with it, but. Once I stepped outside of that, once I was a freshman, when I was when I was a freshman in college at Rutgers, I was in New Brunswick. I was driving between campuses and I was stopped by a narcotics task force, not a beat cop, but a narcotics task force that profiled me and believed that I was doing some type of illicit activity. They they ran down on my car. They snatched me out of the car physically, opened the door, snatched me out of the car physically, threatened me with violence. I all, all I was doing was barely was sitting there blowing and shaking my head and they threatened me if you keep shaking your head i'm gonna beat you up and i and i had that moment that cuba gooding and boys in the hood moment where i where i was frustrated and crying as i left because i realized that i had been victimized by the police and since then that is that's the perspective that i have as the, as the man that i am now trying to change the world trying to change people's lives and trying to change my life at the same time and alternately having to deal with one of the most racist police forces in um in in the world I believe in New Jersey with all these different municipalities every time you're driving outside of a black place into a white area you have a police officer sitting right there waiting to stop you every no matter what township you're in in New Jersey no matter how white the town is when you go to that traffic court you have over 60% or 70% black 
people or Hispanic people sitting in court with you. How is that happening? How is that happening? 1-800-223-9797. Let's go to Graham. Bring in Graham Cates right now from the crimereport.org. They publish various crime stories connected with John Jay College. Graham, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Why? Why do we to, to answer Israel's question? Why do? Why do we see in communities that are predominantly white, there's mostly black and Latinos, people of color in the courts? You know, I mean, a lot of that has to do with um, common policing strategy, uh, and uh, it's a strategy that I think we're beginning to see kind of turn away from that. But uh, we we tend to um, flood uh, flood areas that we associate with high crime with with young cops who are, who are often inexperienced. And, um, and I guess, I mean, when you have more people interacting with more cops, um, you just see a higher rate of arrests. All right. And then just tell people what they can find uh, when they go to crimereport.org. Sure. It's, uh, it's the crimereport.org. And um, we cover the criminal justice system. We do um, investigative reporting um, about kind of all facets of the criminal justice system. So, Police, courts, um, intelligence, uh, the prisons. We, we cover the uh, prison system pretty heavily. Uh, and so if you're interested really in anything that has to do with criminal justice, um, we, we cover it on a daily basis. All right. Thank you very much, Graham Cates from the thecrimereport.org. Uh, Dr. Darren Porcher, Police Commissioner Bratton, says that the tactic that, that we were just discussing they are now putting mentors, more seasoned and experienced police officers with the rookie cops when they're putting them into high crime areas. What do you think of that? Okay, for years, um, the NYPD had a program which was referred to as IMPACT. You had officers that came out of the police academy and they assigned them to high crime areas. Now, primarily, they worked amongst themselves. I guess um, you had the rookies paired off with one another and you had a supervisor that um, guided guided and controlled this. However, oftentimes you had these rookie cops that were unsupervised and they worked in these high crime areas in New York City. We think of Brownsville, East New York, South Bronx, Harlem, etc., uh, police commissioner, excuse me, police commissioner Bratner has since moved forward with a strategy of just reassigning these officers to precincts throughout the city, the 75 precincts in transit districts and housing PSAs throughout the city. And having these individuals work with more seasoned officers because there was a greater element of supervision to assist them as they're going about doing police work. I agree with the current strategy as opposed to the impact strategies that were utilized in the past. Um, when I became a member of the NYPD, um, it was this, it was that strategy that's existing now, whereas I went to a command and I just worked with a seasoned officer. I think that that is a plus. However, this uh, we have a systematic dysfunction within the police department that's going to change over time. And then when you say systematic dysfunction, the way, the way uh, men of color are, are looked at, is that what you're talking about? Well, not just men of color, but in general. I Certain think, communities. Yes, exactly. And I think that this is a change. It's, this is a progressive change that's going to need to take place. As we look at the, um, the history of the events that we've had in New York City, it clearly states that there's a problem. And so we, this is something that the police department is really going to need to move forward in correcting. I mean, case in point, the, um, the NYPD sent members out to, lost, to the LAPD for training. I didn't. 
since when was the NYPD the focal point of training? That was something beyond me, but it was a step in making some changes. All right, and uh, there, there's also a story we're going to be talking about on the Fox 5 News tonight where uh, the Civilian Complaint Review Board, the new head, Richard Emery, uh, issued a 120-page report. He said that the uh, they want to make the Civilian Complaint Review Board, which has been criticized in the past for being ineffective, uh, to have a Vision Zero plan like they do about the car accidents, the pedestrian accidents, and really to to beef it up. The police union, PBA President Pat Lynch, says, uh, you know, why are they even giving credit and taking the words of quote-unquote criminals seriously when they're making these kinds of complaints? And we're going to continue talking about that. 1-800-223-9797, Hot 97 Street Soldiers. Do you know what to do when you're stopped by police? Hashtag cop stop. And, uh, you know, on Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. Let's bring in Henry Marrero right now. He's a police officer in New Jersey. Henry, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. What is your take on racial profiling, which is illegal, but many people say is still going on? And also, some of the things, give us from your perspective, what people, you know, what are the do's and don'ts when you approach somebody? Well, well, the thing with racial profile, I mean, I, we're out here dealing with people every single day. So, like, we don't know who we're approaching. We, we don't know if they have a criminal history. We just, we're, we're dealing with people every day. We put ourselves on the line. And we, I mean, the majority of police officers, I'm going to say 98% of police officers are good officers with great intentions and only trying to do the right thing for the people of the community. Sometimes you're, you're just in a, in a predicament where you, you just, again, don't understand or don't know what that person is going to do. All right, well, let me, let's, let's take us through because, um, you know, what people are in New Jersey, you're, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of predominantly white areas or there's areas where people, because of their complexion, may feel uncomfortable or may stand out from the, the general population there. You pull somebody over, what happens? What's the thing that, the right thing to do and the wrong thing in New Jersey? Well, it, it, you know, we're right out of the Lincoln Tunnel. Right. We're right next to the GW. We're, so we're, we're in a very close proximity to New York City, so we're a very uh, diverse, diverse community. So you, you treat everybody, I mean, in my, in my perspective and my Easy. point of view, is that we treat everybody equally. You understand? I don't look at somebody and say, oh, wow, uh, he, he's, he's wearing, you know, uh, a, I don't know, a, a saggy pants or, or, a, or hoodie. a hoodie or something, and, and I, I feel like, hey, i got to get out and ask him a question. Absolutely not. And another thing is that people put themselves in bad predicaments, and they, you know, and then, then it seems like the officer is doing a bad. All thing. right, give a, give us Sometimes, some examples. Give us some examples of of when you say people put themselves in bad predicaments. Like being in a white town. Okay, so like you're hanging out in a in a in a, in a drug, high drug area or a high uh, gang area, and, and you're not from the area. The officer usually knows his territory, or he knows his his people or his community. Uh, over here, we're very community-oriented. Uh, you know, we know our communities very well, most of the officers in this community. So if, you're, 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 if you stick out, if you don't belong there, and, and you do a, a field inquiry, uh, just to, you know, just to see, uh, oh, what do you do? Are you new in the neighborhood? Where are you from? And, and, and then somebody comes and they get out of, you know, they get out of their, their skin, and they're like, why are you harassing me? Why are you busting my child? What if it's somebody that? visiting we're their mom? Dr. Darren. out if you're, you know... What you're doing in the area when you can get injured. Sir, oftentimes I think that at the end of the day we have the ability to 
to visit any community that we choose to. I mean, I'm a prior police officer myself. So someone yeah. could be visiting someone in the neighborhood. Someone could be purchasing real estate, etc. So the officer, I don't believe, has the right to make an assessment as to why a person should be there. I understand where you're coming from in connection with, look, this may be a high crime area, gang area, etc. But oftentimes, people drive through neighborhoods and make stops. And that's something that we have the right to do. We're constitutionally protected in doing this. So I disagree with that perspective. That goes for me as well. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm saying if somebody's constantly in the same location over and over again and they're not from that neighborhood, what do you think they're up to? You don't, we don't know. We're, we're just checking on the community, making sure that people of our community are safe. I have right. he's there to harm somebody else. I have relatives. I'm not saying that that's true. I drive through, I drive through bad communities every single day. I can get stopped myself. Okay, I have relatives that live in high crime areas, and I choose to visit those okay. rev- re- those relatives at my convenience, at my leisure. Therefore, I would take it personal if an officer stopped me if they saw me in this particular neighborhood five, six, seven times and asked me what was I doing there. If I'm committing a crime, that's one five, thing. Five, six, seven times. I, that's not that's not normal protocol or normal procedure. Yeah, you but if he's going mean? to if visit a relative six or seven times and you got stopped once and you say, "Hey, my family lives here," I believe that the officer is intelligent enough to know that. Hey, you belong there. But what about on the third, fourth, or what about on the third, fourth, or fifth time when he's going to visit his grandmother or his aunt or something? That's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying to you. Stops, I'm not saying that... Stop okay, should be I'm conducted saying he's, he's based saying on standard that it's going to happen over and over again. But if you tell somebody you live in that, if your grandmother lives there or your aunt lives there, the officer should have common sense and say, okay, hey, have a nice day. All right, very let, simple. Does it mean that... Uh, the officer is busting your chops. Maybe he's just asking, making sure you're okay. Okay, about, Henry, you know, hold, how about looking at it that way? But I think this comes down to that whole issue President Obama was talking about of, of trust in law enforcement. Let me just bring in uh, Doug. He's a police officer, real quick. One eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. Doug, what's your take on this? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, I I absolutely agree with a number of things that were being said. However, I think that our biggest um, fall right now as law enforcement, we failed to continue in a lot of communities, not all of them, but we have failed to um, continue with the community policing aspect, getting out there, meeting the public, you know, being able to let them know that we are people, getting to know them, you know, and, and, and like you guys were saying a moment ago, you know, it's, it's very, very difficult for us to make split-second decisions in some cases, but we have to do it. This is what we're trained to do. Um, you know, traffic stops, we all know, any of us that have been on the job, we know traffic stops are one of the most dangerous things in the world. Okay, give us, give you, us some tips of things that people should not, not do, definitely should not do. Oh, very, very, very simple. Um, keep your hands where I can see them, you know, and, and we're it's not saying that to be... o'clock on the steering wheel. Exactly. We're not saying that to be, um, you know, rude to you. We're saying that for our safety and for yours. If I can't see your hands, I don't know what you have in them. I'm trying to, like someone said earlier, I'm trying to make it home to my family at night. And then what do you say, but you have your hands on the steering wheel, and then the officer says, let me see your license and registration. Do you then have to say, officer, my license and registration is in my wallet, which is under the seat, or it's in the glove compartment, or it's in the back seat in my duffel bag? I mean, what do you do at that point? Communicate with the officer. Communicate with the officer. Let him know what's going on. You know, it's... um, Attitude gets you a long way, and I think part of the problem is when when we roll up on a traffic stop or any kind of incident, if we roll up and the person has this horrible, agitated, belligerent, you know, attitude, we're already setting ourselves up to, could this move to something where we have to escalate our level of contact at this point? Am I going to go from a verbal, you know, contact with this person? Is it going to go hands-on? Does this person have a weapon? Do they have warrants? Are they not trying to give me their ID? 
we're, we're escalating this in our minds in a matter of seconds. Well, that's illegal, Whereas, right? Because we have, by the first, the First Amendment guarantees us freedom of speech. And I could speak absolutely. to you any type of way. I can talk to you any type of way. And we need to look at the fact that the community policing model should be, about, should be about police. I mean, you should be a police officer in a place where you live. Or move to the community that you're policing. You should move. You should. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm a street kid. I got to you very You said you were going back home to your family. So you don't live. Live in the community that you're policing, and that's the biggest problem. Well, we don't know that. We don't that know. You're not. You're, can, can you? No, no, you don't. But that's that's not that's not what I said. I, I live in my community, and I patrol my community, and I know my community. So that's not t- technically true. You know what I mean? Okay, hold, hold on one second, Kenyatta. Well, as far as the freedom of speech aspect of it, yeah, the and Constitution, you, and, you, and you indicated that you have the right to speak to an officer how you want to. I'm gonna disagree with that. Absolutely. And I, and, and I, I am by far the criminal defense attorney of. There's things that we have in theory, and then there's the things of how it actually plays out on the streets. This is street soldiers. We want to talk. We want to keep it a hundred and talk well, really I mean, real. What I'm, goes I'm just going to be real with you. If, if if an officer walks up to me and says, "What the f is your problem?" I'm gonna be willing to say back to him, "What the f is your problem?" And we have. Oh, to but you. But am I wrong for that? Yes. Why am I wrong for that? Why are you wrong because for that? Because when it comes down to it, you got to remember who has the gun and who has the badge and who has the authority. Yeah, but that, that but, but that doesn't that doesn't play into it. Because as an officer, my job is to be a professional. So regardless of how you escalate your comments and, and, and your voice and your tone, I'm going to keep it professional. That's me. Okay? Uh-huh. It doesn't matter if I have a gun, if I have a badge. My job is to be there to protect you, to protect the community, to investigate a crime, or you know, maybe I had reasonable suspicion that something was taking place. But I'm there to investigate this. Not to make your life more difficult. Uh, uh, okay, but Darren, you were talking about something about standard of proof that these sure. stops because people get upset because they're like not doing anything wrong. There's no tail light out, and then they get stopped. At the end of the day, the, the officer has to have a certain standard of proof to stop an individual. We think of mere suspicion, reasonable suspicion, and probable cause. I agree. Uh, we just don't pick a car. We just don't pick a random vehicle and say, "Hey, we're going to stop this vehicle." Some infraction has to be committed in order for us to do an investigatory, uh, investigatory stop. So there's, exactly. there's there's a misconception out there right now that everybody believes that the officers are doing things to be malicious, and absolutely not. But the majority of police officers are here to do a job and to protect the people of their community, and that's what we're here to do. And and, and it's being taken out of context. I, I think that everybody needs to work together. And if we all start working together, I guarantee you there'll be less violence. And the communities would get a lot better. All right, Doug. I mean, we Doug, maybe need to do I've been, some panels. I've, and maybe I've been, get, all, I've been all over New together. Jersey. I've been all over New Jersey. I've been pulled over. I know beyond a shadow of doubt that I've been pulled over for no reason and then written three tickets, at least three tickets. They always write three tickets so they can drop one in court. And then they... and, and so For they, what for what kind of things? For, for a failure Now, failure this is, this is after once you got, put away the street life. Once, yeah, after I put away the street life. So this was not like while you were moving something from A to B. The police officer had just one block. They get a picture. Reckless driving. I looked up the code. The, the code says that reckless driving is weaving in and out of traffic. I didn't even have the ability to do that. I'm talking about failure to keep right. I've had several, several of these encounters. And I live in a place where it's known to have the most hate groups in the United States per capita. So what better job for someone whose intent is malicious? I disagree with that. Whose intent is malicious to victimize someone. And for in Washington Post wrote a, wrote an article after after Ferguson okay, that's, talking that's a, about that, poor people, poor people being the victims of these police fines. And we are unable and then we go to these kangaroo courts, due process 
process. We go to this kangaroo court that the judge speaks to you disrespectfully and doesn't care about any of your rights. All they want is that money, that fine. And if you miss that, well, court, listen. Though, we could do a whole show on tickets. Your license. Everyone's getting hit with tickets. And debilitate the, you further to- as a poor person. The, the the police began as slave patrols. The de- the jails began as debtors' jails. This has been an institution that has victimized poor people. Okay, and, Israel. And Israel. Okay. You know, you you made your point, but it's also to make a blanket indictment of an entire police department. I think I don't think that's fair. And also, too, let's face it. Yes, there are people that get arrested and convicted because guess what? They actually did the crime. I'm utterly so, I mean, aware there's, of that. Are there innocent people? Yes, there's innocent people. I mean, if you're out there, if you're out there selling drugs, if you're out there in a gang, if you're out there robbing liquor stores. Things well, are going to happen. That's not, not civil rights. That. That's just what if you aren't out? doing any of that? What if you're just? Well, what that's if what, that's what, what your biggest d- crime is being a black person in a white community. All right. Well, well that's what we're talking about well, right now. Listen to me, Lisa. Hear me Wait, out quick because we're going to take a short break. Well, hear me out, Lisa. Right? There's times where you're the victim and you want the person to be caught, and you have to realize that. You know, we're always jumping up and down when the officer does something that you don't like, and you're the quote unquote victim of the officer. But what about when you call the police and you want them to go catch uh, whoever the, the the suspect is, and then they come and, and pull. Guns and, on you, and you want them, and you want the officer to do whatever it takes to get the suspect. At that point, you agree with the officer, so you got to keep in mind that there's two perspectives on this situation. That everybody needs everybody I, else. All course. right, we're gonna take a sh- we're gonna take a short break. Hot 97's Usher concert weekend win tickets to see Usher, August Alsina, DJ Cassidy for the Your Experience at Madison Square Garden on November seventh. Hot 97 Street Soldiers, Lisa Evers at Lisa Evers on Twitter hashtag Cop Stop Instagram. You can hit me up with a comment, Lisa Evers live on Instagram 1-800-223-9797 Bobby, Kevin Alexander, Hector, Matthew, Randall everybody else on the lines we're going to try to get to as many of your phone calls as we can when we come back for the first time Hot 97 is a part of the Circle of Sisters Expo two days of seminars, concerts and empowerment for the ladies but fellas if your girl drag you to the spot we got something for you too check it out Hot 97 presents the man cave at Circle of Sisters it's the first time Circle of Sisters is taking care of the guys who so bring your husband and your boyfriends. We'll be playing video games, be a video game tournament, and we'll be watching football. <laughs> While the ladies talk about all that bullshit. Ebro in the morning, we in there this year. You know what it is, Funk Flex, I'm there. But at the classic cause, the muscle cause, we there. October 4th and 5th at the Jacob Javis Convention Center in Manhattan. Presented by SIG Headphones, sound is genius. Made hot by Delarusso Laser Vision. Call 1-800-ICARE. The New York City Department of Health reminds you that one more drink can hurt. Cut off your friends from hurting themselves or others. Get tickets now at circleofsisters.com. Do you have bad credit? Do you have a problem getting a car loan for any reason? Credit Solutions can help, and you can apply right over the phone with one call to 800-479-4715, even if you're a first-time buyer. Call now, 800-479-4715. We have your credit solution, and you can choose from hundreds of vehicles. Drive one home today with just $68 down. Got 68 bucks? Want a new car? Call now, 800-479-4715. Get into a new car, like a 2014 Hyundai, with just $68 down, even if you're in a current lease or loan. Call 800-479-4715. 4715. Credit Solutions is a division of Hudson Hyundai in Jersey City, featuring the Hyundai Assurance and America's Best Warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Call for pre-approval right over the phone. Call now, 800-479-4715. Hundreds of new and pre-owned cars and credit specialists are waiting. Call Credit Solutions now and turn your bad credit into a great newer used car deal. 800-479-4715 or visit HudsonHyundai.com. Offer excludes taxes and MV. Severity of credit affects approval terms. Call dealer for details. No one can argue that we live in one of the 
best, most exciting cities on the face of the earth. And now, MasterCard is making it even better with Priceless New York, a series of unforgettable experiences for MasterCard cardholders. With Priceless New York, you can get on the field, get a seat at that impossible table, go behind the scenes, and get even closer access than ever before. Go to Priceless.com slash NY to see how Priceless New York can make this city even better for you. Limited quantities, limited time offer, and for MasterCard cardholders. I must be special. Okay, this morning I was at the McDonald's down the street getting my usual dollar small coffee, and they told me I could have it for free for the next two weeks. Everyone's getting a free small coffee from McDonald's. It's a thing they do. Well, the lady at the window kept winking at me. Wanda? She has dry eyes. Oh. You are special at McDonald's. During breakfast hours from September 16th to the 29th, get a free small McCafe coffee. And any size McCafe coffee is still just a dollar all day, every day. They're participating in McDonald's, a la carte only. Hun, hun, going to McDonald's. How do you take a coffee? Uh, bacon, griddle cakes. Huh? Egg, cheese, one sugar. Oh, you want a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles with your coffee? Yeah. <laughs> what would you do without me? I'd be sleeping. What? I mean, you complete me. There's something for everyone to love at McDonald's. Grab your favorite breakfast sandwich, or for a limited time, get two sausage McGriddle sandwiches for only $3. Prices and participation may vary. See store for details. A world without breast cancer is a world with more birthdays. And by signing up for the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk, you will help us get there faster. Because you're helping the American Cancer Society make the greatest impact and save more lives in more communities through groundbreaking research and access to screenings for women who need them. Walk in Making Strides Against Breast Cancer because you can help us finish the fight. Sign up today at makingstrideswalk.org. Tomcat kills up to 12 mice per bait block, faster than decon. What will we do with all of these dead mice? Tomcat presents Dead Mouse Theater, and the critics are raving. They solved my mouse problem and renewed my faith in theater. I like my mice dead, but dead mice that can act are even better. Tomcat got the mice out of my walls, onto the stage, and into my heart. Dead Mouse Theater, open to the public this fall at Tomcat.com. Tomcat, engineered to kill. One ounce bait block based on no choice lab tests. Time for lethal dose to death. A world without breast cancer is a world with more birthdays. And by signing up for the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk, you will help us get there faster. Because you're helping the American Cancer Society make the greatest impact and save more lives in more communities through groundbreaking research and access to screenings for women who need them. Walk in Making Strides Against Breast Cancer because you can help us finish the fight. Sign up today at makingstrideswalk.org. You're the type who likes to seize the day, all 30 of them, during Member September. All month long, almost anything you get at Rite Aid gets you three times the Wellness Plus points, which gets you to gold and 20% off almost everything in the store three times faster. Yep, the best program in the business is now even better by three, but only during Member September and only at Rite Aid. Activate your membership at MemberSeptember.com today. Rite Aid. With us, it's personal. Limitations apply. Prescriptions ineligible for triple points. See store for details. Okay, listen up, Funk Flex. I want to see you in September at Sansone Automore. Up to $5,000 off dealer posted price on all new vehicles purchased. Ten major brands and over 4,000 vehicles on one lot. Sansone offers the largest selection of pre-owned under 10000 plus guaranteed financing for all. Visit Sansone Auto Mall today. For more details, log on to SansoneAuto.com. Sansone Auto Mall on Route 1, Woodbridge, New Jersey. I'm sure people 
buy cars elsewhere. I just don't know why. You don't have to change your whole life to get healthy. All you have to do is change one thing. Instead of sweets, reach for fruit. Need a crunch? Grab some carrots. See how you really can change your life by changing one thing. For more information, visit eatwiseteens.org. Powered by Food Bank of New York City. Yo, what up? It's the game, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 9-7. It's really real, all right? You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. We're talking about what to do when you get stopped by a police officer. There have been a number of incidents. Yes, predominantly African-American and men of color in general are stopped more often than um, men and women of other races. But we just saw a case in Utah, a white guy shot. We saw a case here in uh, New York City um, in the Latino community in Sunset Park with a pregnant woman encountered with police. And Kenyatta Stewart is with us, criminal defense attorney, Dr. Darren Porcher, former NYPD lieutenant, criminal justice professor, Israel Wilson, who's had uh, numerous encounters with the law. None of them sound very good. And we also have with us... (laughs) Henry Marrero, he's a police officer. I think if you met Henry, I think you could bill with him and you got, you'd change your mind. And um, and your phone calls, 1-800-223-97. My cousin's an Irvington cop, so I don't have any problem with individual police officers. I have a problem with the broader system that I don't feel serves what it's trying to do. I believe that the application of funds and of time could be spent creating better communities rather than creating a more policed and guarded. I was on the, I was I was on TV with now the current president of NAACP about five years ago, and I stated that basically we're guarded instead of being built up, instead of building our communities, and that is that funding is going into militarization. So we have more prisons being built, less schools. Perfect example is in since California since 1979. No, no, perfect example is we, got, we, got, we still right. got to deal with one of your questions. That, I want to do a show on that, though, another one. We've done many on that. Okay, but let me, let me bring it back to we're talking about survival. We're talking about these encounters with police. Racial profiling is illegal. However, it appears many people would disagree with that and say that it does, it does go on. So, Kenyatta. Um, Israel had said something about, but you have a constitutional right to say whatever you want to a police officer, true or false. That is false. Let me tell you something. When the police pull you over in a the car, there's a difference between when they pull you over in the car and when they when they stop you when you're walking. When they pull you over in the car and they ask you for license and registration, you've agreed to follow that rule, giving license and registration every single time they ask for it because now you're in a car. You put yourself in a situation where you must give them the documentation that they're asking for. Now, if the officer is giving you a hard time and you want to respond back, you're taking a chance. As as my, my, my fellow... Dr. Darren Porcher. Dr. Darren Porcher said, you have to fight that fight later. That's why you're cool. You have to keep it cool no matter what, even no. if the police officers had a bad day. Henry, what about the what about the things people do that, that, that they should not do or that, that maybe they've done to you that kind of tested your professionalism? Well, I, I believe uh, the lieutenant said before... When you when you roll up on a vehicle and you ask for documentation, they and they just shoot off the head, be like, "Why are you effing stopping me? What's going on? Why are you doing this? Why are you harassing me? Why are you busting my chops?" You didn't even give me the opportunity to actually introduce myself and say, "Hey, listen, you you went through a stop sign, or you uh, you know, uh, you, you didn't fully stop here, or any, whatever the violation may be." Maybe I wanted to, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I thought you were, you know, something happened to you and I just wanted to check on you. You don't know anything. And sometimes people just shoot off at the hip. And, and again, like I said, and, and, and the lieutenant said before, we don't know who we're encountering out on the street. And we're already in a, in a bad situation because uh, we're put in, 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 in dangerous situations every single day. Uh, I believe somebody said before that uh, we don't we wouldn't take a bullet or we don't take a bullet for anybody. I, I, I'm a, That's I'm not true. There's police officers. That... I'm, a, I'm a walking target. 
I've right. seen I've been I've, I've been but Israel I've, just, seen, just, just I've seen shootouts take place I'm and saying I've seen the police. Israel in point of fact that's not true I'm sorry I respectfully disagree with you well, I, under, I, I understand your well, passion I've never I have never I have yet to see there a police are, there officer are I have cases. never seen well show, show me one and I will okay we'll talk you. about we'll talk about that after the show but there are cases where police officers many cases where jump in front of jump in front killed of killed in front of the line jump in killed front of line of duty to save somebody no what I'm saying is jump literally put your body in between a person a and a bullet. It happened. Face. Right. Exactly. There was just an officer in Jersey. My cousin shot somebody. Israel, Israel, it's ha- I'm Israel listen. So I, I, I don't want, I don't want to get stuck on this. Henry, exactly. I don't want to get I don't want to get stuck on that. It's happened, okay? Period. I've covered those stories. It's happened, okay? So we'll we'll let's move on. Let me bring in Yeah. Let me bring in Ira Juddelson here. in front of a bullet though. Save somebody. They do. They do. Save somebody from getting murdered. All right, let me bring it. We got to keep the show moving here. Ira (laughs) Juddelson, I respect your passion, but I totally disagree with you because you're wrong. Ira Juddelson, he's a bail bondsman to the stars and celebrities like Lil Wayne, Jeezy, Ja Rule, the millionaire madam. Remember her? Wise guys, gang leaders, basically Hollywood starless, basically anybody that's in trouble. He's got a new website up called jammedup.com. It's going to be an app very soon. He's doing with Fat Joe. The Jammed Up app will hook you up with a defense lawyer lawyer and a bail bondsman wherever you go. Ira, thanks for being with us. Hey, Lisa, how are you? All right, how are you doing this morning? Crazy show. Crazy <laughs> show. <laughs> are you getting calls? Your phone rings constantly. It's blowing up as we speak. <laughs> All right, listen, tell people, you know, we're talking about what to do when you get arrested, and the, the whole jammedup.com thing is a way for people to get help when they're in that situation. Well, jammedup.com is a website right now. It's going to be a mobile app in about uh, close to a month. We've been working on it for almost a year and a half. As I told you, Fat Joe is involved with us, and Joe believes it's a movement. You could find any criminal civil lawyer, uh, any bail bondsman, any legal expert, any private investigator. Eventually, we're going to implement CPAs on there. So it's basically a free to the uh, person out there, to the end user, uh, it's going to give somebody the opportunity. If they get jammed up, they could find anybody they need. And I know a lot of people across America uh, get jammed up with any type of situation and don't know what to do when their world gets turned upside down. They need somebody. They need advice. And that's what jammedup.com is going to do for you. All right. And I want to let everybody know Ira Juddelson, Bale's Bondsman to the Star. He also has a book out called The Fixer. I spent some time with him. I spent a couple hours with him last week down by Criminal Court, 100 Center Street. Shout to everybody that I saw there. All our street soldiers, listeners, all the court officers, everybody that was down there. So big shout out to everybody that we saw there. But um, I did a, a story on Ira and what he does, which is pretty amazing. I mean, just the phone calls alone, like, yeah, I got 500G for you. I got you covered. I got you this, I got you that. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, that story is going to appear on the Fox 5 News tomorrow at 5 o'clock, and we'll be posting it tomorrow evening, the one and only TJ Will, on uh, LisaEvers.com. So, Ira, I want to thank you so much for being with us, and uh, I ho- I'm looking forward to having that, that piece on the air tomorrow on Hot 90, on Fox 5. Well, you know, uh, Hot 97 is a great station. A lot of people uh, inside right now at Rikers and all over always listening to the show and uh, it's a great show at least you do a great job thank you so much Ira Juddelson his book's The Fixer jammedup.com and check him out on Fox 5 News at 5 tomorrow and also uh, the story will be posted tomorrow night on lisaevers.com Ira thanks so much for being with us thanks Lisa and good luck with the show and guys keep it real (laughs) that's the only way we know how to do it we can't do it it. keep it real we can't do anything else thanks so much Ira (laughs) bye bye All right, bye bye right, keep your mouth shut but you got to answer the questions with a police officer. To. And you know what it is? You heard what Henry just said. 
You, you got he, he's if, if your attitude is going to determine the situation. You know your situation. You know what you're into, right? So if you're giving an officer a hard time, there's a chance that you're going to force this officer to pull you out the car. And now if you got something in your car, I'm not trying to give advice on how to break the rules or what have you, but if you got something in your car, guess what's going to happen? He's probably going to he or she's probably going to check the car now, right? But if you if you're in a car, you should take the time out to listen to what they have to say and be as respectful as possible. And listen, when it's time when it's all said and done, and if the officer decides to do something that's, you know, uh, unconstitutional or illegal, guess what you do? You call Kenyatta at that point. You see what I'm saying? Kenyatta costs thousands of dollars. So what about the poor person? And that's what I'm saying. I've been, I'm always respectful to police, and I've been in the passenger side of a, pol- of a car and had the police officer not go to the driver's side, but go to the passenger side and start talking to me and then pull me out of the car while I'm, I put on my, my best voice and I'm very respectful, officer this and officer that. And then I get in a problem, Sir, but I can't afford you, Kenyatta. I can see, I see your cufflinks. I can't afford you. Uh, okay, hold on a second. Hey, Henry, car. Henry, That's say why that. Go to the passenger side, and he probably wasn't addressing you, sir. Henry, say it again, please, because you you were talking. I said, when an officer usually goes on the passenger side, is that he's doing it for his safety, because on the other side he can get hit by a vehicle. So he goes on the passenger side and asked me for sure my ID. He get hit by a car. No, he went That's on the passenger the side and asked me for my ID before he asked and, the, and, the and driver for her ID. No, he went to the passenger side. He asked me for my ID before he asked the driver for her ID. That's what happened. All right, let's go to Bobby from Staten Island. Bobby, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Uh, what's going on? I just want to say crazy show and good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. So, um, uh, you know, I, I need I need at least five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what? I can give you. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know babe. I'm just five minutes. I can only I can give you one minute. <laughs> All right, quick. I'll make it quick. So I live on Staten right. Island. There's, there's four precincts on Staten Island. Um, the one two zero is in the bad neighborhood. The one two one's in the bad neighborhood. Um, I currently live in the one two two sector, which is a middle high class neighborhood. And I work in the one, two, three, which is like the other end of uh, Staten Island. And, uh, you know, I have a title. I work for the city. I have a title. I work with animals. I'm an animal care officer. But, I, you know, I have a title, you know, badge and whatnot. But uh, growing up in the neighborhoods, I, w- I was in Stapleton Projects when the two officers got killed in June 26, 2006. I grew up with those kids, Omar and all of them that, you know, that are doing the time for that shit. Um, okay, well, watch, a, watch the language, okay? Pardon. Um... You know, I grew up in in that neighborhood when that happened, and yeah, that the, you know, police got something to worry about. Now, let's not just bash all the police officers because I live in a middle class neighborhood. I get pulled over all the time because I'm I'm a, I'm a you know a darker skinned fella in a you know middle high class neighborhood. But um, just growing up in a neighborhood, just just growing up, you know, being 25 years old and um, you know forced to grow up at a young age, I realized. You know, certain areas and certain neighborhoods, you got to know how you're dealing with the person. You know, yeah, right now I got a car. I got blue fog lights. I got blue lights under my car. I got tinted windows. I'm in a middle-class neighborhood. First thing I do, I get pulled over. I turn the lights on inside the car because my windows are tinted. You know, I want the, the, the person. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a great yeah, point. but the window tint in the front is, I think it's illegal in New York. The front In New York, at the front window, have your passenger and driver's side window tinted is illegal. I mean, I understand that. I'm not, you know, I'm not advising anyone to go, you know, do illegal stuff. Okay, Bobby, Bobby, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for the call. Henry, go ahead. Henry, go ahead. Henry? Yes. Did you want to say something to him about what he was saying? 
Well, well yeah, he's saying he put it into he puts his interior light on. Well, if you want to make the officer feel better, why your windows? You down. open all your windows. That's right. You put on your interior light and you put on your hazards, and that's good advice for everybody. And turn your because car off. It makes off. us feel comfortable when we're approaching the vehicle. At least you're giving us a heads up, and we know what's happening. In okay, so so as soon as you get pulled over, put your hazards on. Turn. Roll down the windows. Turn the music down. Turn the car off. Turn the car off. Turn the car off because you don't have one. to worry about you driving and off. Put on the them. inside lights exactly. on. Exactly. And okay. put your interior light. It makes us feel much better. And you know what? Now I say, oh, my God, you know what? He's, a, he's, he's helping me. He's making me feel better. Sure, why not? What do you think about that, Dr. Darren Porter? I agree with all of that. At the end of the day, we want to do as much as civilians to make the officer feel as comfortable as possible. Now, Israel, I understand his frustration, and he's somewhat animated with his points, because he's had some negative experiences. But at the end of the day, just going back to freedom of speech, when we look at the First Amendment, freedom of speech is not absolute. It definitely is Speech isn't. is inflammatory in any way, shape, or form, such as um, where you go to a movie theater and you yell fire just to get a, just to get a seat at, at, at the front of the theater. That is illegal. So we do have to understand the freedom of speech when we look in terms of the First Amendment is not absolute. The officer at the end of the day is just doing a job. That officer's doing a job, and in many instances we may have good officers, in many instances we may have bad officers, but at the end of the day, we want to get through that interaction as quick as pot, as quick and as peaceful as possible. As I stated before, that's always my intention, and I've never disrespected police officers. I'm fear police. I've scared of police. Literally, my body has a physical reaction to police every time I see them. So, because I've because of my interactions with them, especially in New Jersey where I live, it's it, it anybody. I wish somebody from New Jersey. Would call and talk about how bad they are. Well, All right, well, we, we have a lot. We have well, a lot of calls. Let me I'm bring. Actually from New Jersey, I'm talking about South I, I, Jersey. I'm not talking about. I understand. Street, I understand. You're right. You're in a diverse part of the. Okay, hold on. Let's have one at a time. Okay. Wait, Henry, go ahead. You're, Israel, you're saying well, South well, Jersey. Henry, go what ahead. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I, I, I grew up in the streets here in New Jersey, and I've had interactions with law enforcement before I became a police officer. I'm a 20 year veteran now, but I also have a brother who's been incarcerated for the last 25 years who was just released from Rikers, and he has the same issues. But the issues are because when they're, when he's approached, okay, and you said you have a, a fear of police, maybe it's your demeanor. Automatically, you're in a defensive point of view. My demeanor, when you, if you were, if you were pulling me over, doubt, officer, if you were pulling me over right now, okay, okay, I would not okay, be hold talking on. to you as freely as I'm talking to you on the radio right now. I would be, I would be scared that you're going to take me to jail, so I'm going to talk to you in the best possible manner Like, give as us I can. an example, Israel, the, the, the calm, professional Israel. <laughs> Hey, officer, how you doing this evening? Uh, put on my square me white voice. Hey, hey, can you please? Whoa. Can you please? Can, can, you know, I, and well, they, yeah, like I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be as nice as Isn't I can possibly be. Isn't that racial profiling? I better racially, I better racially, racially hide the fact that I have any type of hood accent at all, and I'm going to talk to you in the best all right, possible let, way let, that let I can. Well, okay, stop, stop. Because myself has gotten profiled. Because myself has the reason that you pulled me over. Myself, okay. Hey, Israel, hold on. Give him a chance. Give him, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Well, realize this, though, guys. Realize this. Squirmy white voice. That was I, cold. That was cold. But listen to this, That's though. racial profiling. Realize that the state troopers of New Jersey. Stereotype, not profiling. I'm stereotype. I'm from Cali, and my, and my accent gives me stereotype. I'm from New York. You know, we're all mixed yeah. here. Okay, let's go to... <laughs> you know what I said, though? Uh, I was the, born in the Bronx. I was raised in the city, too, myself. So, I, you know, we, I, we, we could go back and forth. All day I know. I don't want to go back great. and forth but about street cred. South Jersey? Listen, we're all here. I told, I told you about the about the concentration of Israel, hate I need, in New Israel, Jersey. Israel, Israel, what about Israel, that? What about Israel, the police officer with KKK tattered inside your lip? Time out, time out. We're talking about ta- specific. 
practical Going into South Jersey, though. Going into South Jersey. When you're pulled over by the New Jersey State Police, yeah. whenever they turn their lights on automatically, guess what happens? The camera on the dash goes on. Oh, really? And automatically. The and, and the, the microphone. microphone. So you have to realize that whenever they pull you over, you have to realize that you're on camera, and guess what? They're on camera. And that's why the complaints against officers have dropped. You have to realize that officers use these cameras to protect themselves as well. As well, too. And, and Dr. Darren Porcher was an early advocate of that, an idea that uh, got a lot of publicity. Let me take let me take a couple quick phone calls. Let's go to uh, Anthony from Long Island. Anthony, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hey, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to talk about the, the amount of um, ignorance level. Um, about towards police, not every interaction is going to be going bad, you know. And that's no, and that's why I said at the beginning of the show, there, there's tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of arrests that just go pretty much by the book that happen every year. But there, there's a lot of incidents, and there's a lot of things that just don't even uh, get to the level of an arrest where people are uh, are are being pulled over. Yeah, that that is true, but um, you got to look at it in the fact of the police way too. They have a lot of bad experiences. And people taking out guns and, you know, just uh, the way their attitude is towards them. The, um, put up the numbers. Put okay, the numbers okay, Anthony, thank police, you so much. Police being pulled guns on against the numbers of gu- pe- gu- police pulling guns on people. Put those numbers right next to each other. Eight police officers Please. have died. Yes. In the yes. last three months, about eight police officers have and, died. And, and, yes, and in the last year, 400 well. people have been shot in the United States by police officers. Sir? Let's go to let's go to Sergeant. Let's go to. Uh, so let's reverse it, though. Let's reverse it. Twenty-seven police officers. The, have been the shot. point is, we don't want it. The point is, we don't want anybody to get shot. In the last three months. Okay, I don't want to get into. I don't want to get into. Expect officers to react to interaction with people. Wait, exactly. How do you expect officers? You just said it, sir. How do you expect officers to react to interactions with people? Your interactions with people are predicated on the assumption. Okay, I need to take. Okay, time out. Okay, guys, guys, time out. Sir, you just said it. Guys, time out. Okay, time out. Okay, time out. Okay, time out. Guys, time out because we're almost out of time and I want to make sure we get we get more advice. George, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Good morning, Lisa. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? Judging us. Good, good. I want to give a shout out to uh, Kenyatta Store Esquire, phenomenal defense attorney here in the, in the state of New Jersey. <laughs> okay, great. All right, listen. We don't have I time for commercials. It, all right. What's your What's your Can point? Because I'm, I'm about to hit the hang up button. Here's my point. My I'm point keeping it real. Is, my point here is this: it's, it's a lack of training. It's a lack of training on both sides, and it's all about uh, uh, raising awareness. Everybody thinks they know the law, you know, so. It's a matter of training, George. I got I got to cut you off because we're just about. Uh, I'm getting the the sign here from uh, from from TJ. Okay, um, Henry. Final word, real quick. Best thing you're saying. Best advice for people is stay calm and stay cool. Absolutely, give respect and you'll get respect. It's very simple. That's a it lie. Both ways. All right, Henry. Thank you so much. So much, Doctor Darren Porcher. Final advice for everybody. I think in the end of the day, we live in a humane society. We need to conduct ourselves as humane individuals. We need to respect people, and at the same token, we should gain respect. Police should respect. Indiv- excuse me. Police should respect civilians. Civilians should respect police. With that type of relation moving forward, we can make this a better place. At the end of the day, Lisa, as you always state, your mind is your best weapon. All right. Thank you very much, Kenyatta. Final word, real quick. 
as, as you just said, you have to respect officers and understand that they're doing a job. On the other hand, officers have to realize that this may be my first encounter with an officer and I may be nervous like he is whenever I'm pulled over. So there's a level of respect and a level of professionalism that the officer should have. On the other hand, the person has to realize that an officer is a human being. And if I have a bad day, you shouldn't make it as worse or make it a worse day. You should cooperate and hopefully we both can get through this process. All right. And uh, if you want to hear more of the show if you just tuned in at the last minute you want to go over some of the things that were discussed here the show will be posted uh, within minutes on lisaevers.com it's lisaevers.com and also tomorrow check me out on the Fox 5 News at 5 with Ira Juddelson he is the fixer of the bail bondsman to the streets and to the stars you can see that story on Fox 5 News at 5 and also on my website it'll be posted tomorrow night lisaevers.com and I want to give a big shout out to Wayne Devinish and 500 men making a difference in Brooklyn holding a big housewarming party for Cyprian Noel, the father of four, that we profiled in a good way, in a story, not racially profiled, that we profiled in a story. <laughs> ah, I just had to do that, Israel. Can sorry. I, can no, I, no, I, no you can't. can't it's my show. You can't. I'm sorry. All right. So he's, he's getting a, they're, they're doing a housewarming for him. He has an apartment, three-bedroom apartment for the kids, and life is going great after uh, having been the homeless shelter for a couple of years. So big shout out to Wayne Devinish and 500 Men Making a Difference. And this episode of Street Soldiers was made hot for you by Metro Plus Health Plan. Are you a small business owner? Register on hot97.com slash Metro Plus for your chance to win free advertising. Thanks to everyone here at Hot 97, my Street Soldiers team, executive producer Tone Capone, our board op and digital assistant, the one and only TJ, digital director Jeffrey Thacker, our promo promo king, the one and only Dom, and Rose D, Rafaela, Amber, our associate producers, thank you so much for all of your help. And also our program director, Jay Dixon, want to thank him for support of the show. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. Street Soldiers shows, hear them free, free, free. Show audio, LisaEvers.com. Check me out on the Fox 5 News at 10 tonight, tomorrow at 5 and 10. Be a part of the show in any way. Email Tone Capone, Tone, the number four real, at gmail.com. Tone, the number four real, at gmail.com. Have a great week. And remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. <laughs> and I don't mind if you steal the line. I think let's make uh, peace the late. Let's make peace the latest trend. How about I agree, that? I agree. I'm Lisa Sounds Evers. Good. Push for peace. So I was talking to a buddy of mine who's on the NYPD, right? And he told me to check out NYPDRecruit.com. So I did. Awesome benefits, lots of chances to move up in the ranks, and an excellent salary.